Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another special edition of Captain Nation Studios. I am Alex Catano with Arely Hernandez. Arely, just welcome to the first ever podcast that you've ever been a part of. Thank you. I know. I feel like I should be nervous, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's another thing. It's a lot of people's first time on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, even the person that I interviewed right before you. It's kind of cool that we're doing this. And just to start us off, just share with us a little bit about yourself and who are you? Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. I feel very comfortable. I actually, I know Alex from Cafe Cafe now, which I think a lot of people probably know you from there. <laughs> um, but my name is Arely. I am new to San Diego relatively. I moved here in September and that's around the time I met Alex at the coffee shop. But I'm originally from Napa Valley, which is up north in NorCal. I moved here with my friend, roommate Isa. Um, we were both living in San Jose. We both went to undergrad in NorCal and then had a year where we did our own thing. She was living in San Diego. I was living in Colombia and then the pandemic hit. And so we decided to live together and like find jobs in the Bay Area. And so we were living there last year up until the summer. And then I got into grad school and I accepted the offer to come down here and she joined me. So that was in September and I had never lived in SoCal before. So, and obviously never in San Diego. I had visited before, but I hadn't spent too much time in the area. So a lot of the experiences recently have been new. I'm no longer getting lost on the freeways <laughs> that much. Like I used to, I work as a Spanish instructor at the university. That's how I pay the bills. So share with us about your journey teaching Spanish. How is that life like? And more importantly, how did you get there? I So the year I was in Colombia, I was teaching English. So the opposite. I was teaching English at a university kind of like a TA, um, but I had my own section of classes. And now I'm at the university teaching Spanish, so the opposite. But it's actually pretty fun. I think language teaching and language learning is really cool because you just need something to talk about. And I love talking and I love talking about things that are important um, or that I find important in life, in society, um, things that are complicated, right? A lot of different social issues. We'll talk about music. Uh, right now, this quarter, I'm teaching a higher level of Spanish um, or the highest level. And when I began, I started with the lowest level. So it's been interesting because now my students are able to hold conversations past the yo me llamo Dylan, see? <laughs> Um, so we've been able to have more in-depth discussions and talk about music. Like today, for example, we were talking about, um, music in the Caribbean, right. And like the history behind salsa, um, the history behind reggaeton, Bad Bunny as a figure that can be controversial in ways, but also, you know, a problematic fave. Um, so I, I enjoy, I think more than anything, like facilitating a space and learning alongside my students. I don't feel like I am the one that knows everything. I mean, I have more knowledge when it comes to the language, but 
we we all share experiences and talk about things and learn from each other. So it's been it's been really fun. It's just a lot of time that is consumed that I don't have. <laughs> but it's been a learning experience for sure. And was that your initial goal in life teaching a different language to students? Not necessarily. I don't know what the ideal goal was. I think actually originally when I first moved here, so this is a master's program that I'm in. I'm getting my master's in Latin American studies. And so the teaching is really a way for me to pay my bills. Um, and that's usually how it works for grad students is that they take their own courses. They do the coursework, the research for their program. And in order to live and survive, they are a TA for some other program. So I, I teach in a Spanish department, but originally I thought I was going to do a PhD after my master's which would be like another seven to eight years since being here. This is my first year in my program. I've had a lot of realizations just about life and like the type of life that I want to live. And academia is really difficult. It's a really difficult field to get a stable job that pays well in California. Like that's pretty much impossible. Um, and I don't want to move away from the sun and I also want to have a life outside of the books. So I think I'm, I'm letting go of that, um, that goal. I think that I had of being maybe a, like a, like an ethnic studies professor eventually. I don't know. I think I'm open. I, I also last year I was working, you know, outside of the university setting and I really liked working with different populations who are not college students. I think I could benefit and I enjoy being with like, Señoras, kids, viejitos, you know, I, um, I miss having access to different age groups. So I think eventually I'll do something different. But for now, this is what's working. Have you felt that with going to Colombia and uh, San Jose, have you learned a lot about possibly other cultures or even your own culture? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm always learning, even, even being here in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Napa, which my, like, the community, the neighborhood, when I moved to Colombia, it was very interesting because I looked like I could fit in, you know, typically. But as soon as I started talking, everyone was like, whoa, like, she's from Mexico, which is kind of complicated because, I mean, my parents are from Mexico and I have that heritage I have that connection um but like my students would be asking me constantly about like the healthcare system like politics um and I I was really limited on that um so I was like whoa like I actually don't know <laughs> I don't know like I I'm kind of I think I took for granted being here or being in Napa alongside other people other friends who also have you know, parents with immigrant backgrounds, and we all kind of understand each other without having to explain it. Um, so yeah, so in Colombia, I definitely had some culture shocks, also just like food-wise, because they don't really like to use spices or spiciness. So I, I definitely miss the food. I miss having access to like different types of cuisine. Um, like seasonings are really important for me. And like, it was just different over there. <laughs> also in San Jose, I mean, there's a big Mexican population there, but there's, you know, similar to here, like little Saigon, right? So there's a big Vietnamese 
community. And what have you learned from yourself of being a teacher? Mm. Oh, a teacher? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I'm always learning from my students and I'm learning how to be a better teacher because a lot of this is like you learn as you go and you're like, oh, that didn't go well. Um, let's try again. Or the students didn't like that activity. Um, so I'm definitely learning in terms of like teaching style and like how to engage students. But about myself, hmm, I would say... I, like for me, I think the end goal is always to have a good conversation and I don't really care about like grades, which is hard, right? Because I'm, I'm the, I'm the teacher. So it's easy for me to be like, oh, don't worry about grades. It's about the learning experience. But I think especially during the pandemic, a lot of us are craving like connection, right? That's more than just like surface level, which can be really difficult on the quarter system and like just in life, right? But I think I I realized that I really like connecting with people. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily me being a teacher, but just like being a be- like learning to be a better person and like holding space for students and learning from them. At first, I felt like I had to entertain my students a lot because you know we wear the masks in class and. I was like, are they paying attention to me? Can they, do they even understand anything that I'm saying? Like, they're just watching me. I can only see the eyes. So I definitely felt like I was being a clown and like, it was a circus that I was putting on each class. After, after a while, I think I also started to like, learn how to pick up on like what students are interested in learning about and like things that I can bring to the table as well. That has been my experience so far. This is a silly question, but have you learned to be a lot more patient now that you are a professor? Oh, for sure. I mean, patience is something I'm constantly working on, but for sure, especially with language, because sometimes we're having like such a great discussion, right? And we're only allowed to use Spanish. And these are people who are learning the language, but sometimes the pace of language uh, of of Spanish, right? can be really slow and I'm just like I know what the student is trying to say and I'm tempted to like interrupt and you know finish a sentence for them because I'm like yes 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 um but yes like learning to step back and like let them formulate their sentences even if they're struggling like they have the tools and learning to step back and not want to do everything for them has definitely been something I'm learning to do and how have you liked uh, San Diego so far uh, since September? Oh, yes, San Diego. I, it's interesting. I've had, yeah, like friends come visit or like ask me that. And I always say there are multiple San Diegos within San Diego. Like there is no one San Diego culture, which I think we see a lot outside of San Diego. Like, oh, you surf to school, you know, you are always at the beach. That's where you're going to be doing your homework. That's where you're going to be spending all your time. Um, but I mean, we both know, right? Like City Heights looks very different than La Jolla. Looks very different than North Park. Looks very different than Probably. Little Italy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot. I think it's a pretty... I mean, I have liked this experience for sure. I have grown a lot, I think, and I'm still growing and learning. And I think this is like the right place for me at the moment. 
Um, but I also don't want to romanticize, right? Like, oh, it's all beautiful, right? When, you know, we, I live in a, in a neighborhood that is heavily policed, right? That is underfunded in many ways, right? Like there are a lot of streets that don't have the appropriate lighting or crosswalks, but it's a big contrast to when I go to my university, right? And like, it's a, it's another, it's a bubble over there. Um, so I think, yeah, there's like multiple contradictions, I would say. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's a city where I see myself growing a lot and learning a lot. And I think I still don't know it all, right? Which I think is exciting. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Because um, I don't know if it's something similar to you, but I know there's a lot of people who use this term, being married to your job, where um, for me, I feel like I focus a little too much on catenation and even uh, people who I worked with at the media arts, they kind of overly focus on uh, being a teacher and a professor and all that stuff. You seem to, based on what I've seen on your Instagram, you and Isabella, um, you guys seem to like have a great balance of having your personal life and having your professional life. Mm. So, oh yes, I mean <laughs> that's a that's a nice way of saying it seems like you're having a lot of fun. I would say yes. I <laughs> I I I mean I how do I say this? I definitely think that capitalism, like our economic system, has like fundamentally structured how we live our lives, not just on the daily, but even like how we think, oh, we should be working, we should be doing something all the time. And that's something I try to actively resist in my own life, um, which is difficult, right? Because you need to pay the bills. You need, you're, we're conditioned to just be workers. And I think something I've been trying to do is like, think of who I am outside of being a student, outside of being a worker, right? Like, who am I as a person? Who am I as a friend? Like, I'm in my 20s, right? I'm in an interesting phase of life, right? Where my friends, we're all starting to do different things and our lives are going to look completely different. But I think this time is also really special because we get to see, oh, like, these are things that I like to do and what I, things that I don't like to do. But in order to do that, you have to let go of, work and just thinking about oh what's next what's next and also just learning to live and be in the in the present which is really difficult I I would say it's something we're always going to be working on but I think yeah like I'm I'm privileged enough where I am able to you know have some fun here and there so I definitely (laughs) we definitely do have our are fun. So outside of that, I mean, what other big things you got going on uh, in your life? Oh, juicy questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> outside of school, outside of work, <sighs> big things. Let's see. Well, I would say right now I'm doing a lot, a lot of little things and I'm learning how to enjoy those little things because I think I've always been a very busy person and I like never have really had time to just chill. And so recently I'm trying to do more of that chilling, right? Okay, so recently, as of two weeks ago, I started to go to this Zumba class with these señoras who are, you know, it's here in City Heights. And they're, I I grew up with a lot of tias, a lot of um, like tia energy. And I miss that a lot being here, right? I don't have family um, down here. 
besides one of my cousins. That has been really fun. I love dancing generally, but Zumba is a workout for sure. They use like five pound weights, but that gets you really sore. They'll do, they'll take out the little step also. I push myself to do that and it's been really fun. Um, I, I've been making, you know, more friends, which is exciting uh, because most of my friends are in NorCal, right? Like that's where I grew up. That's where I went to undergrad. That's where I was living. Um, so I was used to having a community of people there for me. My family's over there, right? And I didn't have to make friends for a while. And so recently I've been making friends. Uh, one of them is actually, she used to be a personal trainer. So she has gotten, she, we have like a little workout group that does uh, workouts at the park outside. And it's really fun to do it together. I feel like I've been getting stronger, which is nice. I do like to be active and like go on walks and runs and things like that. But I think there's something about like strength building and doing it with a group of people outside. I am grateful for, especially, you know, the pandemic has been difficult and just like being with people, you know, we were limited on that for a long time. So been doing that. I like to bake. So, you know, trying new things out in the kitchen. I have a different, different variety of activities, I guess. And do you get homesick actually? Or like, mm -hmm. how does that feel? Like not being with your parents or not yeah. knowing the same state as you are? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I've gone through different phases. Um, and at first I was like trying to take in the whole experience of moving, of you know, like starting with an apartment that had nothing, right? Um, and trying to figure it out and school and everything. Um, and then I would say I started to get homesick in January because I had spent December with my family in Mexico and I was around all my family. And then to go from that to coming back and it being winter and I always hate January, that was pretty difficult. And like, I'm really close to my grandma. I'm really close to my cousins back home. And sometimes, you know, when things come up at home and I'm away, that's really difficult, right? To, to be away for challenging times, but also for the little moments of like, oh, my little cousins are growing up. Oh, my brother's birthday I'm missing. Oh, like this happened and I wasn't there. And like inside jokes that I'm not a part of, but... I think I've, I mean, I've come to accept, like, I have to create my own life and like, my family is really important. I'm going to see them in the summer. Um, but just my relationship with them is going to look different since I'm here. It's going to be a lot of FaceTime and, you know, less in-person things. But I think, you know, with my, <laughs> my siblings still send me memes. <laughs> so I guess you could say <laughs> we're still connected. Um, but no, like it's, it's, I mean, a lot of phone calls and things like that. But yeah, for sure, sometimes I do get homesick some days more than others. But I think ultimately, I know I'm where I need to be. Give it up for Arely Hernandez, everybody. Thank you so much for bringing this story up to us, Arely. Uh, it was great having you on the show. And it's always a delight to have you around. And I was very happy to bring you on. And thank you again for just sharing the stories that you had to share. And it really inspired a, a, me. And it's going to inspire a lot of people listening right now. One more thing I want to say. But to anybody listening, 
It doesn't matter whether you're in San Diego, Los Angeles, San Jose, even outside of California. We are making history and we are going to continue to make history. So just don't be afraid to call me. Don't be afraid to want to jump in on Catenation. Just feel free to hit me up and I'm always down to listen. And I'm pretty sure everybody listening right now is down to hear your story. As we are getting ready to wrap up Catenation Season 3, there's going to be two episodes left. I already have the season finale completely locked in. But next week, I actually have no clue what's going to happen. I've been in talks with guests, but I've been kind of moving things around, especially because of finals. I don't mind doing an individual podcast, but whatever comes next week is going to be just as great as the last episode. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. We are Catenation. Something about a smile and a combo Got me high and I ain't coming down, yo My heart's pumping out louder than electro She got me feeling like Mr. Roboto Thank you all for listening to this Catanation Studios podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at WeAreCatanation. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.